Macarion to Stokes, who's onside. One now. Here's Sims to put Stokes this from Southampton. They could finish the job here. It's Shane Long, and he has done it. Just a minute to play. That's stoppage time. Here's Letizia. Hi, um, John. This is for you, mate. Hello, John. It's Tom. Miss you already. Yeah, we do, man. We do. We've got a dog on the sofa next to us, so he's um, she is rather, um, you know, pretend that she's you. I'm not having a breakdown, mate. Okay, anyway, right. Welcome to the Saints FC podcast. This is not John Bailey, sadly. This is a pirate. So you're going to have to make do with me for a little bit. But I am sat opposite one of the leading pundits on the South Coast slash London, Tom Parker. Hello, everyone. Good to be back. Yeah, I almost forgot your name then. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I just want to get straight into it. How do you feel, mate? I feel different. I feel yeah. a feeling that I've not felt for quite some time. Okay. Uh, I, I believe it's optimism, uh, elation, yeah, and excitement. I think are the three words I'd use. How would you feel? Um, yeah, it's weird because I felt numb. I feel I feel excited and numb, but also slightly glazed with a little bit of um, reality. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got to be try and try and be slightly grounded. At yes. the moment, I but think that's wise. When that full time whistle went, because I, I watched it, I watched it live, and I know you've been mega, mega, mega busy, so you've watched extended highlights. But when I was watching that live, I didn't celebrate the first goal. I didn't celebrate the second goal because I'm not an idiot. Because we've, we've all been you know, there. You Is, know now exactly. But when that third goal went in, can you describe your feeling? I was in a I was in a bar in Leeds, which didn't show the football. So I was surreptitiously looking on my phone uh, with witheringly disapproving glances from my fiance. Um, It just felt different, didn't it? You almost felt I felt there was a number of things. A, it was it was almost like when was the last time we scored three goals at home? Yeah, well, Everton, we we got four last season. That was November last year. As I said many times before, that was just after I got engaged. So I remember that game really well. So we, you know, three goals at home. When was the last time two forwards scored? For Saints in the same game, any statos out there want to get in touch and also, tell us? Also, all he- all, all headed goals, yeah, all good goals as well. If you yeah. say so, um, lots to be excited about, and I think um, you know you don't want to get overexcited. Obviously, you have to keep things in perspective. Really? But but why? But also, then why should we? Because yeah, you know we've got, finally after I think probably since. Ralph left. Sorry, since uh, Ronald left. Don't do it, man. Oh, I'm don't, getting confused. Don't, yeah, don't jinx him. Don't yeah, jinx we it. finally got a manager again. You know, we've, you know, fourth time now. Yeah, we can be excited about. Yeah, perhaps it, it, a little unfair on Claude, but there you go. Yeah, no, no. I, I think like that's the thing though, because well, we were speaking before we pressed record how when Klopp came to the Premier League, I as a neutral was excited because I knew what he was up to. I knew what he was going to bring. And he brought it, you know, he brought the A game and the excitement and, and the thrills and spills. And not just because they are 
they come from the same footballing background in terms of the Bundesliga, but just because of what they bring as individuals, uh, Hasenhutl and Klopp, it's it's pretty exciting. It's hard not to get really carried away here with the ex- you know with his explosive uh, celebrations at full time. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it looked like uh, we'd won something. Yeah, you know, it really did. And I think you point out just a moment ago, um, sorry, Charlie, okay, <laughs> Charlie Austin's uh, bringing together. Yeah, you know, a player who's had a lot of stick. Yeah, bringing the players together, like taking like a almost like a captain's role at the end there when that final whistle went. Um, you know, and I think one of the frustrating things that Saints fans, we, we've we known we've not got a bad team. Like, we knew that. We've got individually very talented players mm. that can play at a very high level. Many of our players could go on to play for, you know, top six teams, I think. There's a number of them could. But what we've not seen is application and what we've not seen is passion. And I think, uh, you know, what you saw there, the first real game, I think we'll say, under under the new man. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. You know, you saw much more aggressive, much more dynamic, much more getting in people's faces. The Saints of old. Um, and playing to the level you know they can play. So, you know, yeah, we shouldn't get excited, but why not? Yeah, I did, exactly. It, it's that double-edged sword. But I think we can allow ourselves that window, can't we, to get carried a little bit, not carried away, but of course just, you just happy. Why not? I mean... Yeah, if you can't be happy at that, like everyone loves beating one of the best teams. Yeah. Also, like no one gave Saints a prayer. You know, they'd won, they'd not lost in twenty-two games. They'd won seventeen of those games. They'd drawn five. They beat teams all over Europe in that period. Yeah. Yeah, they've got attacking talent, the likes of which most teams could dream of. Probably the best two forwards in the Premier League. Hmm. Um, You know, but we beat them. And how should we talk about the, the tactical aspect of how we beat them? And then it would be nice to go through some of the goals, including the Arsenal goals, because that's also quite important. But tactically, um, I suppose it was about the high press. How, how, how do you feel about it? I think it was embodied by uh, Hoiberg, who again, by all accounts, had a fantastic game. But if you look at the last two goals, uh, you know, for the second goal, it's Hoiberg. Uh, skips past um, someone that thinks third goal he does Torreira yeah probably mispronouncing that like I do all the names Torreira he skips past him and releases long and it you know for me it exemplified the kind of dynamic forward play and also I think one of the things we saw with the first goal and we'll we'll go through the goals in detail but you know whipping that ball in early how many times this year would you have seen you know target get that ball look up, pass back to whoever's playing on the left and then you look to build. Teams nowadays are too good, you know, to do that against. You've got to hit them early. And, you know, that's what we did. And even Shane Long for that third goal could have waited for support. He didn't. He took a chance and, you know, it paid off. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right. I mean, the the Matty target goal, the um, he gets down, not the goal, but, you know, the assist, gets down that left flank. And it's exactly like you said, just to underline that point a little further, that how he... He whips that cross in like James Ward-Prowse. It has that that element to it, that flight, but still that pace on it and accuracy. And when Danny goes in for that header, Danny Ings, when he in the back of the net, I, I wish hindsight. Yeah, I wish I'd celebrate because that was beautiful. Yeah. That was absolutely salmon rising yeah. from the river. It was fantastic. You know, it's similar to sort of a back. You know, when Beckham used to do those great yeah. crosses from the right. Uh, yeah, like and you see like someone like Andy Cole or Dwight York would always score. But yeah. what was great about it is it all it had to do. All it really meant was that that Danny had to just connect. Yeah, because all the pace. If you it was a good goal, Snodgrass's goal against Fulham 
uh, the weekend was a similar thing. Yeah. The brilliance of the cutback was that all he had to do was just guide it. Yeah, all the power was already on the on the pass or on the cross. And yeah, it was a really great goal. Well, yeah, and I think that'll definitely be, that'll live long in the memory. I think if we kick on from here, that will be the the absolute moment where the touchstone, the touch paper rather, was was ignited and, mm. and away we go, hopefully. But the, the second... The second it was an equaliser, was it not? Yeah, for, yeah. So um, Mkhitaryan's equaliser. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that that was a that was a. a sh- I mean, I, I I was watching it. My wife comes in the room, and I'm looking glum, but also just accepting of it because once again we failed to pick up someone coming into the box. Right, run into the box. Is it Monreal? Um, or was it the other one? Mkhitaryan. Yeah, no, but yeah. the cross. Oh, sorry, so the cross from Mon- Monreal. Monreal. I mean, he is yeah. one of the fastest players in the league. And he's class. And he's class. And it was a great ball. And it was a brilliant header. Yeah. Um, I was feel a bit, wasn't it? Yeah, I feel a bit sorry for Mkhitaryan because in any other game, like if that wins that game, everyone's going to be talking about what a fantastic header, yeah. but now no one's going to remember it. Yeah, but I think, again, like if we extrapolate positives, mental strength. You know, we said so many times on the pod about Saints lacking mental strength and not we we're not just said it Cedric has come out and said it you know incredible comments that you know when we went up against Fulham we didn't think we'd win mental fragility mm. mental frailty mm. you know like I think if you look at the goals we'll talk about them again but what they showed was the ability to come back and would a Mark Hughes team have had that that I, d- I don't think they would well I think it's interesting because when I think when we were playing against United and it was we were 2-0 up it was too comfortable. Within 30 minutes, it was too all back to normal. In a way, the fact that Arsenal scored kept us, I don't know, in that sort of, oh, we're still saints. We're still saints. Remember that. Mm. Um, but obviously then, the mental fragility, it wasn't, well, we, were, we, we weren't as fragile. So we were able to kick on and get that second goal on the 43rd minute, which was the most delightful, most important part. That second goal was by created by and scored by my mind is completely gone blank so the second guy is Danny Ings scored yeah. it but again like, great bit of play from Redmond like, Redmond like let's you know like whatever Redmond did he you know he had some stick from Saints fans probably some of it fair a lot of it not fair but my god like he is playing like a man possessed mm. like he plays between the lines He's fantastic. He, You know, I feel if Saints pick up their form a little bit, he gets a couple of goals, he should be back in contention for the England team. He's, you know, he causes chaos. Um, and he's playing with a smile on his face and he's tracking back. He's doing all the things that kind of we didn't think Nathan Redmond would do. Um, so it was a great little dink cross. But also, it was weird. The header was weird, wasn't it? It looked like it was yeah. kind of like, it looked like almost like uh, someone had blown up because it all went, like you know, the well, whistle because it went yeah. quiet. Well, because well, I floated. Well, I suppose everyone else, be it in the stadium or watching it on telly, would have thought, "Well, it's gone over." One because uh, Jay Leno hasn't like you know gone for it. He's too busy presenting the Late Show, buying cars and stuff, buying, <laughs> buying cars. And you think he's just uh, okay. Well, it's gone over. Even when it's the back of that, you're like, no, no, it's gone or, over. Or that and you think like there's going to be a whistle and you're going to look over and there's going to be some sort of offside or something horrible like that. Yeah, well, exactly. You could, no, no, come on, we can't score really before half time. The perfect time to score, but yeah. it does. It's like cushioned, beautiful floating it's fantastic header. head. And also, that's not something that um, you know. I think many people thought Danny Ings had in his locker. I think yeah, everyone thought that was kind of you know the two at Burnley. That's Sam Vokes' vibe. Um, yeah, but you know, also like shout out to Danny Ings. Six goals in 11 games. Um, we can keep Danny Ings fit. He is a 
12, 15 goal a season striker. And possibly you know, even more. Possibly even more. And I think he showed, by all accounts, yeah, he led that line. And Ralph called him out, I think, specifically, and then sort of mm. quickly went, well, I don't want to call out individuals. But Danny, you know, by all accounts, set the set the tempo for that team by mm. snapping into every tackle and chasing down every ball. Yeah. And what's great is he got the two, you know, he got two goals. Hopefully, they took him off, so he'll be fit for for next Saturday. Yeah, and that that's obviously to preserve. Yeah, preserve him. Bring on, bring on Shane Long. And I mean, I would like to highlight just how when Shane Long did come on, it reminded me a lot of um, Shane Long of two, three, well, maybe three seasons ago. I think under the Cumin era, when I mean, I was, I was on YouTube the other day perving over the glorious the glory years of you know god it seems only like yesterday really but you know Pella Mane Tadic goals 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 but Shane Long we forget how like absolutely dynamic that player was yeah. like his crossing his goals he did well, score he went, goals he did and he went through um I think Pella got injured at some point or fell out, fell out of favor and yeah it was like oh you know Shane's gonna be replacing him but he did a, he went for a real purple patch and I remember um one of the standout goals for me was a goal against Man City. I don't know if you remember, it was a great cutback from Tadic and yeah, he's got it. But that was when he was he's kind of flying for a while. Um, but I, well, this is one of the great things, isn't it, about a new manager? And you can argue that Hughes didn't bring this, and I don't think Pellegrino brought this either. I think Puel is probably unfairly maligned, but what he seems to have done is the players. All right, it's only one game, but they seem to be like it's a fresh slate. Mm. Everyone starts now, clean. Yeah, doesn't matter if you've not scored for two years. Yeah, you start with a fresh slate, and you imagine like you know you've got a manager coming. You're Shane Long, like you've got a manager coming in that is renowned for his uh, his love of the press, his love of fast, dynamic, aggressive players. You're Shane mm. Long. You're thinking, yes, please. This is my man. It's what and I also, love to do. Like, if he's yeah. going to play three up front, there's an opportunity there for Shane to play off the main striker or be the main striker. So there's a lot to. Uh, a lot to be hopeful for is Shane. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's like when you, you do bring in that new manager, as you were saying, it is almost in the, almost have the ability to unleash new signings, i.e. is Shane Long going to be a new signing for us? It's, it's like he's like a new man. You know, mm. obviously we've have, we have Matty Target, Pierre Hoiberg doing so well at the moment. But also, hey. like, let's look at the players weren't in the team. Yes. Lamina. Yes. Bertrand, oh, baby. Cedric. Oh my god! You know that's three of probably of our first choice eleven. Hell yeah! Yeah, a third of the starting outfield players, and not there. But then maybe, maybe the argument is like they needed competition. Like you know, we've said for ages that one of the things that maybe led to Fraser Forster not being as good as he once was was a lack of competition. You know, he knew that really no matter what happened, until he conceded five at Spurs, it was always going to be him in goal, and. You know, Jan Valery's come in and done, by all accounts, he said he was brilliant against Man United. I think he struggled against Cardiff. Yeah, uh, oddly. But he did well. Well, he was up yeah. against a super pacey, clever championship player. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. he struggled. Yeah, no. So, but yeah, you know, a bit of competition. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's, but I mean, it, it is exciting. And I, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to be in that dressing room at full time. I really, I mean, I think there are a lot of Saints fans that would be absolutely... Oh my God! What's going on in that dressing room? High high fives, maybe maybe double high fives. You That's know, a lot of, like, it felt like the old times, didn't it? Yeah, you what know, it did. Like they're celebrating on the pitch, like Charlie getting everyone together. Yeah, 
It was a lot to his, like. He put his kebab down for that. He did. It, I mean, bless his... It was worth doing. But, I mean, before we obviously go on to um, Huddersfield coming up, I think it, it's kind of pertinent to talk about Cardiff as well, just to get our feet yeah. back on the ground. Um, because I think we need to start, I mean, not necessarily negatively, but just to highlight the problems that led to that that Cardiff goal, because now you look at our defence, we can then highlight Bednarek uh, and Vestergaard in the match on Sunday. So Cardiff, Patterson. He's not even a forward, is he? And I don't know what he is. He looks like an extra from like Peaky Blinders <laughs> with that weird moustache. I can't work out if he's doing Movember or just has a weird isn't it Zed, it's like zed cars or something it's very strange he looks like he should be you know being in like a regiment in the first world war do you want uh, if you want i'll give you a car i'll sell a car for 35 pounds he's a very unusual looking chap yeah i mean um, would you buy a car from for 35 quid i don't well, i would if he told me to <laughs> yeah but yeah, i don't yeah. think i'd do it willingly I've, it's just I've got a gun in my pocket, it's all. But I think he had a gun in his pocket for Vestergaard because Vestergaard, bless his little cotton socks. That, that's, Big cotton socks, like size 24 cotton socks. I mean, for all of you will listening to this podcast will be well aware of that defensive error. And and frankly, I was worried for Arsene Hootel because I'm thinking, oh my God, he's still got his work seriously cut out. Like, crazily cut out and and but to be fair away from home against Cardiff is his first match obviously there's no way you can comment make any form of like um meaningful comment on on his on his team because frankly he had got five seconds with them yeah they can't but, have an impact he's actually, no. well, so what they played on the Wednesday night yeah so I mean do they even train on a Thursday the players that played maybe not maybe yeah. like some very light training then they do light training on Friday because they've got a game the next day. So, yeah, I think the Cardiff game, whilst unfortunately it will be, you know, it'll go down on the record in terms of, you know, yeah. Ralph's first game. I don't think we can really say that was the first Hassan Hüttel no. game for Saints, I think. Yeah, you know, and I think Did you right. just affect, did you put a German? Uh, I may have done. Did I you go a bit German? Just, that just, that just how I vibe. Okay. Um, but, you know, you saw, though, a lot of the bad things, you know, I, I think mm. one nil almost that game flattered Saints. Yeah, they were pretty appalling. We were pretty terrible mm. and Cardiff should probably have won it too or maybe even 3-0. Yeah. Terrible mistake from, from Vestergaard. But again, if you look at the new manager was top, top boy in the Bundesliga. Mm. Vestergaard was one of the top centre-backs yeah. in the Bundesliga. So like this guy's going to know him, you know, this guy probably wanted to sign him. Yeah, oh, he would have been, he would completely have known what his what his game was about. Yeah. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And again, it's fresh start. Yeah, I mean, and I suppose that what I was saying earlier was highlight our defensive errors, of course, and a bit of side to side passing back before we go forward, all that kind of crap. Now look, you look at Bednarek again. I mean, that interception he made against Aubameyang oh, was absolutely that's sublime. A goal. That is. Do you want to talk your talk talk yourself or to the talk to the listeners rather about how you feel about that particular defensive interception? Well, I think it showed something that a lot of Saints fans have thought for a while, and I wouldn't so I wouldn't put myself in this number that because uh, I'm not smart enough, but that Benrack is maybe our best defender. Mm. Uh, and I know I know John is a huge fan of Benrack. But- Hi, John. Hello, John. Uh, but, you know, he had a, he had a great World Cup. In, mm. When he came in for Saints last year, and again, the player had a disastrous first game, I don't know if you remember, against Wolves in the League Cup. Yeah. He came in, I think, you know, the Chelsea game, scored a goal. He looked 
brilliant. Um, played a few really, really good games. And then he gets kind of just frozen out in this way that Mark Hughes seemed to just freeze players out if he didn't yeah. like the look of them. Um, but he looked incredibly assured on Sunday. Well, mature beyond his 22 years. And, um, you know, we need a... Uh, you know, we need level heads. Mm. And, you know, he's good on the ball. He's, he's good in the air. There's I think, not much not to like about it. But him. it's what you were saying at a few podcasts about, about ago rather, about how we have a whole bunch of international players in our side. And it's about gelling it, about bringing them all together to play well or giving them a certain amount of confidence to be able to play at their the, the full extent of their ability. And what you, what you have with Bednarek is absolute case in point. You know, before he makes that interception with... Abamyang, which is the best defensive tackle I've ever seen a Saints player make. That's an exaggeration, but it's up there for me. It was very, very good. Possibly because I've got a goldfish brain. But, you know, moments before that, he's doing it again. You know, he's absolutely saving everybody's asses again. It's, it's absolutely fantastic, and it's a wonder to see. And him on, on the right of a back three is... It's gorgeous. It yeah. makes my heart beat. But he's a good ball player. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, Yoshi has his attributes I think um, mm. maybe this could be the last season for Yoshi in the Premier League yeah do you um, want to highlight any of that about Yoshi just well, I don't, I, you know I don't want to criticise players yeah uh, you know particularly players that give 100% yeah and he does um, you know I think he's a very good squad player mm. Uh, but I don't, I don't know if he's going to be the man to be the linchpin of our defence. I think it's just his awareness. He's like, because he, as absolutely, we all need to pay some, you know, huge amount of respect to that player. He, he's a wonderful guy. I haven't read his autobiography yet, but I, but I'm gonna. And by all accounts, just yeah, like you say, a great guy. Yeah, and however, we have had this problem at Southampton before with lovely guys that seem to carry on in the in the first team because they're lovely guys at like James mm. Ward Prowse, who who do need to look at their game. And they do need more one-to-one. And frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if Hasenhut was the guy to come in and go, look, Yoshi, this is what you're doing wrong. I'm going to give you a run in the squad and we'll give you an opportunity to get a better. And and you never know, you could turn it around. But it, it's the same old, same old. There's always a mistake in him. But he's a wonderful guy and hats off to him. Yeah, and I think um, one of the things I think is, it's always so basic, it's a bit like championship manager. Like, you know, we make lots of mistakes at the back, so we just play one more defender. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I quite like that. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're not very good with two because the two aren't good enough, so let's just chuck another one on there and see what happens. Yeah, um, yeah but, you know, if you look like Vestergaard, all accounts play well mm. on Sunday. Yeah, no, Ben Eric really played hard. very, very well. A lot of people was man of the match. Um, yeah, you know, a lot to be positive about. Mm. Jan Valerie, what, 19 years old? God almighty. You know, I mean, I really hope he does get a run in it. And, and I... I that we, if we stay up this season, which you know now obviously we're going to get completely carried away, and yeah, we're staying up. There's no, there's no two ways about it. You know, we're going to win the fucking Premier League. Blah blah blah. blah. Oh, Porteous pirate uh, swear there. Can't help it. You're going to have us banned by oh, a terrible again. man, terrible man. But we are allowed to get carried away a little bit. But if we do manage to stay in the Premier League, there, there is a hope that some of those players out on loan, Harrison Reed, etc., etc., yeah. that they'll be able to come in and Josh go. Josh Sims. Josh Sims and. You know Barnes. He looks a sensation. Uh, um, we could, we could Oberfemi. We could be going places. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's. And what's interesting as well is Elianusi. Like who? Tyreek Anderson was on the bench instead of Elianusi. Um, so I know it's a shit. Did we see? He didn't come on though. That's he did. He came on like ninety fourth minute or something. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah, I was paying attention. Um, it was. It, it is. 
to this absolute moment an absolute mystery to I think an awful lot of Saints supporters why he why he's featuring why he hasn't featured why he why he even bought him in the first place I think that the come the January transfer window if we're going to start talking about transfers God it's probably like an, a you know a bottomless pit but there is the opportunity there for Harson Hootel to really go right you know back me 100% I just want I just want one I want two players you know and and then away you go I mean, if, yeah. if I, but, I don't think we need. I mean, I, yeah, I was about to say, if you were to strengthen, where would it be? Uh, has to be again at centre back. Yeah, but I, I don't think we really. I think we've got very good players to just play terribly. Yeah, you know, because like, of management, because of management, because of lack of confidence, because of lack of training. I mean, it's funny, you know. You hear this week, Hassan Huddle, you know, cancels the day off. Hmm. Intensity and training, like a lot Love of them playing. That. Yeah, good. Love you know, like cancel the training like more intensity like you know you did read some of the local papers saying that it had become a bit of a holiday camp under Hughes mm. and um, that was maybe reflected in the God it's hard to believe isn't it that Mark Hughes would be like that yeah you wouldn't have thought so but then maybe it's this old school manager approach of you know and I'm not you know this thing about I, I think maybe the modern player is more sensitive than we give them credit for mm. and you know, maybe they do need an arm around the shoulder. Maybe they do need a kind word in their ear. Maybe they do need their hair ruffling a little bit, although they probably hate that. I'd love my hair ruffled by Ralph Hasenhutler. Oh, it'd be good, wouldn't it? Oh, he could ruffle every inch of my body. Oh, surprisingly good hair himself. I know. We're um, just looking, we've just freeze-framed the yeah. um, telly on uh, Ralph Hasenhutler at the moment. Looks well happy with himself. But I think, yeah. so maybe they need that. And maybe with Hughes... Um, just to yeah, say, there's yeah. nothing untoward going on that we've pre-framed <laughs> his face on the telly. No, it's, we're not. We're just watching the highlights. I'm not photoshopped him. Yeah. Um, so maybe the, maybe these players need a bit of a TLC, mm. and they need to feel good about themselves. So, yeah, I, I think there's, you know, we march on new era. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything remotely wrong with saying some of these people, you know, some of these players at Nathan Redmond who has put an entire summer in quietly going about his business yeah. not necessarily retraining himself but you know re-energizing himself and putting all that energy into trying to accentuate his his natural ability that should be absolutely highlighted yeah absolutely and i think also um one of the things you heard about revenue is he worked not only on the physical side but on the mental side mm. uh, that's seriously underestimated seriously I, it must yeah. be i mean i i've thought this for a long time it's not a particularly original thought that once you get to this level of football you're talking, you know, it's like cycling, isn't it? Where they talk about marginal gains. Yes. Yeah. You know, yep. you're talking about fractions of a percent. And then mm. one of the Hasselhoodles thing is about his mistakes. Apparently, he's one of his big things is if you make fewer mistakes than your than your opponent, you're more likely to win. Yeah. Sounds really obvious. It's a bit like um, uh, what's that? You know, Moneyball. Yeah, yeah. Type thing. You know, great. you play percentages. Great that, film. I've not read yeah. the book, but Michael Lewis, really good author. Um, you know, so you play percentages, and you know. I guess you can be safe and play them, but also we need players that just aren't going to make mistakes. Because mm. how many goals this season drive me mad? Mistakes. Well, we saw. I, I mean, to highlight the Arsenal goals, we did see an awful lot of um, not an awful lot. There, there were mistakes, yes, that led to the Arsenal goals, of course, because of the, you know, unless you're Messi, you're going to goals come from mistakes. But the. the we still recovered enough to hold the lead and not only hold the lead, but be inspirational and play an old, a Southampton way that was from years ago. But the mistakes were still there. And 
you know, I love Romeo. I love him to pieces. I think he was one of those players that we bought out. We found from Chelsea, was on the bench, the quality, quality midfielder that was destined for greatness and was just rotting on the bench at Chelsea. Like so many like players. So many. Well, so many certain, players. Um, he plays for Man City that you could probably say the same thing about, you know, like well, yeah, really absolutely. good players. And, and the, to be frank, you know, he, Romeo has had a really difficult time. He was, marginally slightly frozen out by Hughes not for a great deal of time but he has he kind of messed up again on Sunday and yeah. I, the only reason I highlight that is because it it would be remiss of us not to because he was literally had the worst 20 seconds I think for Southampton yeah. but you know that'll kill him yeah you know what he's like I mean you yeah. tell you get the feeling it's funny Saints put the same players up time and time again for mm. media bits you know Pierre uh, Arreal and you know same players Danny Ings and I think that tells you about the players they know can convey the passion the fans want to see yeah. um, and the, and fans you know Saints fans are realistic I think we know we're not going to win the Premier League this year um, <laughs> uh, you know we're not going to win Champions League this year but I think we all we want really isn't it is passion yeah no, absolutely you know all we want is to see players like Danny Ings you know who clearly care passionately about the club Um I would put uh, Nathan Redmond mm. into that bracket. I'd put, I'd, you know, I think you want to see those players yeah. and you want to see them feel, you know, you want to see them go a bit nuts. Yeah, no, absolutely. you would. Well, God, I mean, yeah, I mean, Christ almighty. Yeah, of course we want to see that. That's absolutely. But I'm, I think it's, it's, hard, it's very hard to sort of, and I don't want to go after players at all here, but it is just important to highlight, like we would do, if we the reasons why we lost. And I think where we can progress is to just get people like Romeo in the right place mentally. Because maybe, do you know what? It seemed to me like, because he had he had been featured quite heavily in terms of the Saints media, because he, he a nice little read on the Saints website, a pre-match about how things are improving, how he felt slightly frozen out by Hughes and how he's determined to make it up. And and then, you know, he had a bit of a shocker, um, but it ultimately didn't result in us losing the match. But it's still just worth highlighting that, you know, we do, we could strengthen in places. And I'm not just saying an arm around the shoulder and what have you. I'm saying, like, give him a bit of competition in there. You know, let's not buy an feel like a Harrison Reed would come in. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think that also, and I've criticised the club for this a lot, and, you know, again, I'll stress this. I have no original thoughts, uh, you know, but we, you know, this is not particularly searing insight. One of the things that I think has driven a lot of the, play, the, the, the fans mad, you know, because the results have been terrible mm. and the performances have been horrific. But one of the things that's really compounded that has been the kind of tin ear of the club, you know, not listening and sort of like, you know, have some for, sort of fantastic pre-match experience with flamethrowers. Saints fans don't want that. They want to win a game. Now, I quite like brilliant. it. Great letter from Ralph to go to season ticket holders. Hmm. I think before the game, you know, of people at the tickets and a free beer. But that's what you know, like it's, yeah. you know, I don't want it. Be, it's, I don't want it to be like bread and circuses in ancient Rome. But like that's kind of you know that's great. It's a brilliant move from the club. Gets people on side. Doesn't really cost anything. Yeah. Um, and automatically gives people a feeling of like our club's back yeah and they're listening or they Got just club back. or at least they give a shit or they're, at least they're willing to do something slightly out oh slightly ever so slightly out of the box i had a little twitter thing with a with um, a saints fan today about um is, is he going to keep it going like 
so every home game now free beer because that would be freaking epic that would be i think a lot of smiles on people's faces yeah well i think it's i mean that's it now isn't it the lift yeah. all it was was a game all it, you know but also what a game to win yeah against arsenal uh what a game to win and i think we will see now you know really the arsenal game isn't what matters anymore is it mm. it's huddersfield i'm going to talk about that but yeah you know this is yeah i i feel excited mm. yeah i feel passionate i feel invigorated i know a lot of other saints fans feel the same way and i think you do too yeah no i i, I could i could write forever about saints i think at, at this specific moment in time because you know three or four weeks ago we were in a dire dire situation and now we are it is i mean look i think i mean in the same club as a lot of people where they didn't really know who Haas and Hooter was even though i we all should do and you're a big fan of Bundesliga I, I more, than, more than 99.9% of fans yeah this season I've become a massive Bundesliga fan and and, and now we, we have had the, the wonderful opportunity to start believing again but anyway um, time to move on I think because we have a match ahead of us it's just a small game doesn't yeah. it have no real importance it's no real importance except for the fact it is really big it's, 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 a, a, it's a biggie it's a huge game yeah it's like a tonnage we might need superman to come in and lift this one up um we're on we're on 12 huddersfield on 18th with 10 there's like barely a goal difference between us what what do you okay what do you think we're going to get out of this let's be realistic here okay tom bola i think we'll win yeah, I do because I think um, I think like losing to Newcastle at the weekend would have been a real hammer blow mm. for Huddersfield. I mean, we went, we saw Newcastle Saints. Um, Newcastle are pretty bad, mm. and um, you know I know they've got better, but they're pretty bad. Um, but where we are now, all you need is like two wins in a row, and you are yeah. well you out. Know, like, there, we, so. look, like well, you know, we won't, we probably won't get to it, but we've got two games which I'll say are winnable. You know, West Ham are a good team at the moment playing good football and are a bit of a bogey club, I always think, for Saints. Very but, much so, yeah. you know, if we focus on Huddersfield, Huddersfield have Aaron Moy injured. Um, I think they've got their other sort of major striker injured. Their two strikers have scored two goals since March. I know this. what this means is they'll definitely score against Saints because <laughs> yeah. uh, that's what everyone does uh, in the same way Lukaku hasn't scored for like 20 games and scored against Saints a couple of weeks ago. God damn it. But um, mm. I think we can win it. And I think if you... Now, he's going to get those players this week. You know, they'll have had today off. Mm. They'll go in tomorrow. They're going to be full of life, full of energy. And everyone's going to want to play. And you've got, I don't think Bertrand's back, but Lamina might be back. You know, you've got a competition all of a sudden in the squad. Everyone's Mm. going to want to play. Everyone's going to want to be on that pitch Mm. at three o'clock on Saturday. And have we got the quality individually to beat Huddersfield? Yeah, we have. Absolutely. Mm. Like, Have we got the goal scorer if things is fit yeah we do yeah. you know we've got Charlie Austin Shane Long now I think there are some Saints players that you're never going to see I don't think you'll ever see Gabby again you know just yeah yeah I, I think there's a few that. of those yeah uh, which which is a shame but mm. life goes on so yeah can we get a win absolutely you know in the words of Ed Miliband yeah we yeah we can be <laughs> tough enough so yeah I, I'm excited yeah I really am excited and I I'm incredibly jealous of people making that journey. I, I think it's one of the few times anyone would ever say they're incredibly jealous of anyone going to Huddersfield. Yeah, no, I, I think I think you've you've hit the nail on the head there, mate. Because genuinely, it, it has been tough. Like you and I went to see Newcastle together, um, and it, yeah, it was an awful, absolutely awful, turgid piece of rubbishness. I'm trying not to swear. Um, do try, yeah, do try, William. 
And it's remarkable now to think that we could easily go to Huddersfield, get a bounce again, and what Everton. So if we beat, say, so say, uh, Bill, if we beat Huddersfield, where does that where does that put us? All things being equal, well, we'd probably go up to about fifteenth. It wouldn't be amazing. We would still would still only be on fifteen. We're on twelve at the moment. We only get to like we'd probably get we'd probably go fourteenth. Yeah, unless we beat Huddersfield by seven. Yeah, and, and and if Palace and Newcastle lose. But I mean, but who gives a crap? I mean, I, I mean, for me, it's like I said. Like I think if we go, if we can beat Huddersfield, then you're in a situation where away, away win. Jesus wept. You know that was the last time we did that was against Palace. And when was the last time we won two games in a row, mate? Well, I mean, I, I can't even begin to think when that was. Gosh. It would have been in the early stages of the Pellegrino time, if at all. My ears are, are bleeding through the stress of trying to think <laughs> about the last time we won two games in a row. That is bad you know but I, I think look we go on Saturday Huddersfield are beatable and mm. Huddersfield are going to know that if they don't win they're, they're in more trouble do do they're in deeper do do mm. um, and then home against West Ham and West Ham are a good team yeah right now. I watched them on Saturday with a West Ham fan I hate to say it but they are a good team that was a feel like an airline yeah that's an airline please sit back in your seat and think about West Ham whilst we try and avoid the awkwardness of a doorbell. Um, no, I think West Ham is, is, do you know what, to be honest with you, mate, as games, game by game, that is so far ahead for me. Yeah, that's making my head you're spin. right. Because that is what, that's 10 days away. That's like a lifetime. Yeah. I mean... It, God knows what's going to happen between that. Yeah. But I, I, I want to think about what how we're going to set up against Huddersfield. Are we going to go, do you think, the same... The same guys, the same way. Let's go again. Keep your winning formula. Or how do you think he'll? he'll, he'll I think play? he has to. I, th- I think he has to keep the same eleven. Mm. Yeah. You know, if you think that um, he has to reward those players for being Arsenal, you'd hope. Yeah. And I, I you know, you might see Cedric come back on the bench. Um, I don't think Bertrand's going to be ready. No. What is we? Why? Why? What's is that a back injury? Okay. Is that a back operation? Like, also, but he did like a good, good Instagram post, didn't he? About. Because one of the things well, I like about Hasenhutl is players that have been injured, he's been sending them notes from the training and videos so they have to watch so that when they come back, they know exactly what they're supposed to be doing. Now, that's a good talking yeah. point. Yeah, he's doing cool. like one to Also, it's funny, they do things like a, he's having one-to-ones with all the players. But the way that people talked about it was like something that they wouldn't normally do that. And you just thought that'd be like standard. You join a new club and... Honestly, mate, the, the, the things that are coming out of the new administration versus the old one, it's starting to make me really worry about what is allowed to, not necessarily allowed to go on, but what's permitted as opposed to just normal sense. You mean the God, manager yeah. called you in to chat with him? Yeah. Yeah, and spend 20 minutes talking to you about how he wants you to play. It's so strange. But look, it's Saturday, yeah, I think, you know, injuries permitting, mm. same 11. Um, let's give him something to worry about. And I think Redmond quite likes playing. As well. Redmond's due a goal. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, th- that's another thing, isn't it? Because obviously he's going to lose his mind when he scores. Oh my god! I hope. I mean, honestly, his his feet on Saturday to to lay that ball on for um, ball up for uh, uh, Danny, Danny Ings. Ings Danny is his. It was sensational. His ability. His. We all know about his natural ability, Nathan Redmond, and I, I'm an absolute massive fan of him. I know you are. I know lots of people are. But I think if he, yeah, like you said, if he can get one, he'll get two, he'll get three. If he can be a seven or eight a season, oh, you know, that's exciting. Yeah. 
But there's no reason why he can't. He's got all the talent. Also, he's doing this great thing where he's kind of playing between the midfield and the... You know, mm. like Jesse Lingard does. Yes. And I hate Jesse Lingard. But I also like, he does that horrible thing where he plays in between the def- uh, midfield and the forwards. Yeah. No one quite picks him up and he sort of ghosts. And I think that, you know, maybe uh, Nathan's been told, you know, just... I almost think like, just do what you want. Just play where you want. And yeah. with Stuart Armstrong, which by the way, you're a bit of a ringer for Stuart Armstrong. Well, I used to look like, um, our, who are our old left back? Oh, oh God, Luke Shaw. I used to look like yeah, him. I, I used that. to get that all the time. I've put a bit of weight on now. Like Luke Shaw. Um, you know, times <laughs> are tough. But having said that, uh, Armstrong is a young, attractive male. Yeah, you should take that. Blonde. And I will take that. Good. And I will take that into the real world and tell my wife and everyone who cares to listen about it. If you want to actually look at me, really, personally, then I have a Facebook number. I'm not going to go down that. I'm not because I'm married and I'm not allowed to do that anymore. Don't, don't disappoint people. No. Yeah. But um, where were we before I started perving So we were myself? talking about um, the the 11 players will play out. Oh, yeah. And what, yeah, do, you, what do you think he's going to do? Well, I think, yeah, you, do, you just don't change a winning, winning formula. Uh, having said that, obviously, we don't know. In terms of what what the hell's going to happen on training, who's going to pull their blooming hamstrings? I, mean, I think wasn't but wasn't uh, Redmond clutching his hand? Oh yeah, a couple of players went. Well, off I think a lo- I think everyone was cr- yeah, clutching their the hamstrings. It, yeah. yeah, there's like a mass sort of you know trance. Uh, what do you call it? <laughs> uh, like yeah. a spell. Yeah. yeah, I just think for for me, it's it's keep the same, keep the same squad. I, I don't know who you'd bring in. Obviously, Lamina would be wonderful. Lovely to see him come in for Romeo because we know that Lamina is now a player that has stepped up and that, and can do both the tracking back and the sublime who, touches. Who, who are you going to drop? Romeo. Yeah, I would. Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so come I on, think... he cost us a goal on, on Saturday. Sorry, yeah, but, but, you know. But I think, so he, the three midfielders on Saturday, mm. Sunday, Sunday. Are we playing Sunday? No, we were playing Sunday. Oh, so, we were playing. So, so three fours on Sunday were Romeu, yeah, Hoiberg, yeah, and, and Redmond and, and Redmond. But no, yeah. but then it wasn't Armstrong Redmond up front. With... Oh yeah, yeah, of course, for slipping in there. But I okay, so I would I would definitely have Armstrong, Lamina, and Hoiberg. That would be my absolute yeah. And I'd have I'd have Armstrong in front of the two. I'd have Hoiberg and Lamina behind him. But then giving a bit of freedom to Lamina as well because he's now got the so, yeah. shown the ability to get back and track back and do the business. I think he'll do the opposite because oh. I think he'll play Romeo because I think he'll know that Huddersfield are going to go gangbusters to try and win yes. so therefore you play Romeo to do the boring job boring but I just hope the hell he can do it you know my, yeah. my, the, the, only re- the only reason I say that is because I'm, and I know I'm nailing Romeo here and I don't want to sound like I'm being deliberately negative I'm just trying to be more pragmatic and I think he was very tight on Guendouzi and, and he gave a free kick away and it was very not necessarily unprofessional it was a bit lack- lackadaisical Mm. And and then he did it on the ball like oh god you know and bless his heart because you know we've all been in that position you you get caught on the ball and it's it's terrifying but he's paid an awful lot of money for that um, so yeah I would just say Lamina's the man for me I can't wait for him to get back and I think under Hasenhutl he is going to really explode and if he, and he already does anyway but I think Huddersfield is going to be a I think if we're lucky maybe even two or three nil. Crikey! Can we actually? Can I, I believe I'm just saying that? I, I don't can't. know if you're allowed to say no, that. I know. Uh, I think it. Look, we get an early goal. I think like, we've got to play real high energy. The good thing is they got a week to recover. Mm. 
Um, so let's see. I, I just hope they set her. And there's no reason why they wouldn't just get at Huddersfield in a mm. really nasty way. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just go for it. So we were going to try and get some questions to you from you guys for the show. And it wasn't, it, we really did want to, but it hasn't happened. Um, <laughs> and I'm not going to highlight why. Because although I, I get on the... No, they've just come in. They've lit, I've just checked my email account. So they have come in. Um, I'm John, you can edit this bit out. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to crack on and give you a little... Hang on a second. Firstly... Uh, is, this, is this... Jason, are these questions or just... Thirdly, what just happened? They won at home again, a top five six, and held on defensively. Uh, um, at the end, no goals from set pieces, and the centre backs look like actual pros. What is happening? Is this real life? Um, or is this just fantasy? Or is this just fantasy? So, should I read that one out? Yeah, go on. Okay. So we 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 do have a question from uh, a lovely listener, Jason, and the question is, and I'll read this out. I, I mean, you know, I'm pretty dyslexic so i'll give this my best shot what just happened question mark exclamation mark they won at home against a top six side and held on defensively at the end no goals from set pieces and the center backs <laughs> oh, look yeah. like actual pros what is happening is this real life and that question goes to the top yeah or, or yeah or is this just fancy mm, caught in a landslide caught in a landslide um like it's it was I don't know what happened. Mm. I don't know how. You, I don't know how. I mean, like, you tell me. Like anyone can tell me how you take virtually the same players that played against played terribly against Cardiff. Yeah, horrendously badly. Probably our lowest ebb of the season. And how do they then go and beat Arsenal three two? I, I think it is. It's like what we were highlighting earlier. It it's going into going into the dressing dressing room at Staplewood. And getting the players in individually, and just talking to them like they're human beings, and going right, how can we, how can we make this better for you and for you, you and likewise, you know. But also, I bet you know they're fit young men. Mm. They're aggressive young men. Yep. I bet they've got high levels of testosterone. I hope they do. And I can imagine like they want to play aggressively. Mm. You know, I just, I just think they do. Like particularly players like Hoiberg, they want to be let off the leash a little bit, and I think that's what he gives them. He gives them license to do that, and I think. Ryan Bertrand's Instagram, um, which, you know, you can read huge amounts into these things or yeah. you can read absolutely nothing to them. Probably reading absolutely nothing um, is the best way. But his his Instagram post was, you know, essentially the instructions from the manager, which was, you know, high press. It was like high press, aggression, yeah. push, the, push up the line. And, you know, that's that's what he said. That yeah. was almost like it's that simple. Yeah, I mean, we've got, oh, crikey, sorry, uh, a technical error there. I'm, I'm a te- technical error hitting my pint glass with my mobile phone whilst reading out tweets from uh, Saints FC podcast fans. We've got one from uh, Memphis here, and it, it asks you, Tom, uh, we, we've already touched on it before, but I think it's worth reiterating, um, the, the team actually being organised and giving their maximum effort as promised, that Hootel promised. So that's... Mm. exciting to see that actually happening as opposed to bullshit 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 from Hughes and then it clearly showing up on the pitch by pitch by losing to x y and z and now as promised boom you've got what you wanted and thanks for the 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 tweets and the emails uh, both from 
Jason and Menthers. But um, yeah, no, I mean, it's just exciting. Exciting where we're going. And I think if you're all tweeting in, which you should be, obviously, because it's a wonderful podcast, then carry, let's carry on this positive vibe. You know, how, how, how long it will last, we don't know. But let's ride it like mm. crazy Saints FC mother truckers. And, and I'd also like to say, if you do have any questions and iterations you'd like to send into the podcast it's at saintsfcpodcast at gmail.com and it's saintsfcpodcast i think on twitter but i could be wrong do you know that one it's uh, at saintsfcpodcast on twitter and yeah. it's saintsfcpodcast at gmail.com okay and if, if people want to further banter with yourself tom what's your twitter handle it's Tom Parker eighty one, but I am merely an organ of this podcast. An in interesting, an organ of the podcast. Cause yeah. it's sounding like a like a Cronenberg movie yeah, already. I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah, the podcast is where you, you know, engage with the engage with John and engage with the podcast. Not, I'm not worth your time, people. Well, you're worth my time. I'm <laughs> I'm a naughty pirate. I'm at pirate underscore fc pirate underscore fc. I look forward to hearing from you. But I think we're probably going to draw it to a close now. Yeah. And I mean, any closing words slash statements from you, Tom? Now, now really is your time. Let's just be positive. You know, I think I think we. This is such. A, this is an exciting time. All right, it's only one game, but I know. But like, let's be positive. Let's let's kick on. And and you know, if we get a win on Saturday, it's all all to play for. Yeah, no, it really is. And here's to more free booze. Here's to you, Saints FC podcast listeners. And if you feel like getting on uh, iTunes and rating the show and leaving a lovely review that really goes such a long way to help the show and build our audience and the faith in saints all right great to great to great to hear great to hear you that doesn't make sense <laughs> i'm having a breakdown probably do that again um thanks thanks for tuning in that's the one thanks ever so much guys we'll speak to you soon <laughs>